0: THK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. A journalist group warns of increasing violence by police against frontline reporters covering the protests. The retail sector says the slump is getting worse and job losses seem inevitable. And allies of Washington warn that the death of Islamic State's leader doesn't mean the group is defeated. The Hong Kong Journalists Association has expressed concern about the level of violence police use against frontline reporters covering the protests. Its chairman, Chris Young, says the behaviour of officers poses a real threat to the health and work of reporters. He was referring to incidents last night in Mong Kok, where several police grabbed a video camera from an RTHK journalist and tried to remove his gas mask. After he resumed his duties, he was later pepper sprayed at close range with a group of other journalists. Mr. Young says a new anti-mask law allows officers to remove people's masks, but exempts journalists who are working. He says the more the association complains, the worse the situation becomes.
1: The irony is that the more we talk about it, the more we raise it uh, publicly, in public statements, the situation has not just remained unchanged, but in fact, getting worse, including, say, a um, pretty uncivilized way of checking the identity of reporters uh, by forcefully tearing off their, say, uh, protection devices.
0: In a statement, RTHK condemned what it called the unnecessary use of force by police against journalists. It said frontline staff needed to wear masks, especially after several rounds of tear gas were fired last night. An exit at Mong Kok MTR station has been partly closed off for repair after being set alight by protesters yesterday. Ms Wong, a part-time Chinese teacher, said she felt inconvenienced. She said it was reasonable for police to fire tear gas from inside the train station at protesters at the entrance.
2: I think it was at the beginning the protesters they did some destroyer, and then after the protesters did some destroyer, and then the police that to uh, try to control them. So uh, for me, uh, the reason the beginning it was the protesters raised the problem.
0: However, 40-year-old Ken, who works in Mong Kok, says he doesn't blame the protesters for damaging the train station and causing service disruption.
1: You have to understand why there is such a phenomenon. They are not doing this for no reason just to affect ordinary citizens. If the government insists on their stance and is stubborn, then the protests won't suddenly stop. The MTR has connived with the police by letting them enter the train station to fire tear gas. Why did the police go into the MTR station? To retreat? But you have police cars.
0: A freelance photographer for online publication, Hong Kong Free Press, has been released on bail. The Hong Kong Press Photographers Association says May James removed her mask and showed her press card at the request of police while covering a protest in Mong Kok yesterday. But after she asked police officers to show their warrant cards, scuffles broke out and she was arrested for allegedly obstructing police. Hong Kong Free Press says Ms James was wearing a press vest at the time. A retail representative says the industry is anticipating a double-digit drop in business for the whole of the year. Annie Yautzer, the chairwoman of the Hong Kong Retail Management Association, says the initial fall in retail figures began at the start of the year as a result of the Sino-US trade war and has significantly worsened since the anti-extradition movement began in June. She says retailers who have been asking staff to take no pay, unpaid leave will soon have to fire them. She says a few businesses have already done so. Going into like September, no pay leave has already started, So, um, and this situation will persist into October and also in November, and we foresee that um, laying off our staff is an unavoidable um, act that we have to take. A barrister says a court injunction against leaking the information of police and their families gives the impression that the force has special privileges. Johnny So from the Progressive Lawyers Group questioned why the Department of Justice, which is supposed to serve the public interest, only applied for the injunction for the police and not electoral staff and journalists. Speaking on an RTHK program, he said the scope of the court order is so broad that people could accidentally break the law. Overseas now, and allies of the United States have warned that the fight against Islamic State is not yet over, despite the death of its leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Britain said it was an important moment, but not the end of IS. France's foreign minister Jean-Yves Le Drian said the group still needed to be defeated. La mort d'Abu de, de Bakr
1: al-Baghdadi. The death of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is a serious matter for the Islamic State group after the territorial defeat. This should encourage us to continue our efforts to eradicate terrorism and to applaud the American action in this regard, and the coalition's action against the Islamic State group, which has not
0: yet finished its work. President Trump has claimed repeatedly the IS has been defeated. In an interview with CBS Face the Nation, the U.S. Vice President Mike Pence praised the operation. This is a great day for America. Al-Baghdadi, the most wanted man in the world, is dead. And it's a tribute to the courage of our armed forces, special forces that executed the raid on the compound last night. But it's also a tribute to the decisiveness of President Donald Trump. The Governor of California, Gavin Newsom, has declared a statewide emergency as wildfires whipped up by ferocious winds continue to sweep through the area. Nearly 200,000 people have been ordered to leave their homes. Here's the BBC's Rory Gallimore. Wildfires aren't rare in California, but high winds of more than 120 kilometres an hour have been helping to fuel the flames, and the Governor's office has described the current conditions as unprecedented. In a statement, it says every resource possible is being used in response. Tens of thousands of homes are under threat, while roads around Santa Rosa have been packed with cars as people try to flee. The biggest blackouts in the state's history have already left a million people without electricity. Another million are expected to lose their supplies in the hours ahead. The US Congresswoman Katie Hill has announced her resignation following allegations of inappropriate sexual relationships with members of her staff. The House Ethics Committee launched an investigation into the Democratic Party representative after naked photos of her with a colleague were leaked to newspapers. In her resignation letter, she apologised and admitted to mistakes, but said she's been the victim of an invasion of privacy. European Union countries have agreed proposals to, to grant Britain a further Brexit extension. After a weekend of discussions in Brussels, it's emerged that ambassadors of the other 27 EU countries have produced what's called a flex extension. Is the BBC's Kevin Connolly. The EU is extending the Brexit process only reluctantly and has tried to structure its new proposals in a way that puts the matter firmly to bed, at least until the 31st of January. That's the date set as the end point of the extension. But the EU ambassadors will be asked to agree proposals which could see Brexit on the first day of December or the first day of January if the withdrawal agreement is finally ratified in the weeks leading up to either of those dates. Preliminary election results from the German state of Thuringia show a surge in support for the far-right alternative for Germany party. It won more than 23% of the vote in the regional poll, making it the second largest group after the populist left party, which took 31%. Chancellor Angela Merkel's Christian Democrats, the biggest party last time, have been, have been pushed into third place. The left's Bodo Ramelow is current head of Thuringia's regional government. We have
1: proved that it is possible to lead a three-way coalition and to do it successfully. The current mandate of the government is not yet clear to me, but it is undeniable that I am in charge.
0: The Argentine president, Mauricio Macri, has acknowledged defeat in the country's presidential election. With most of the votes counted, his left-wing Peronist rival Alberto Fernandez has 48%, enough to avoid a second-round runoff. The BBC's Katie Watson reports from Buenos Aires.
1: This was a vote against austerity, a vote against an economic crisis that has hit millions of Argentinians hard. One in three people now live in poverty. And with inflation at around 50%, the economic crisis is unmanageable. Many blamed Mr Macri for failing to make things better. So now Alberto Fernández has got the top job, a centre-left politician who was relatively unknown until the campaign started. Mr Fernández now has a big job on his hands,
2: satisfying those who wanted to return to old politics and convincing his critics he can move the country
1: forward.
0: A 13th century masterpiece that had been hanging above a cooker for years has fetched more than $26 million at auction, four times the estimate. The painting of Christ, mocked by the pre-Renaissance Italian artist Cima Bui, was found in a kitchen this year during a routine house clearance in northern France. Dominique Lacroix is the head of the Actian Auction House. In the end, anything was possible with an immense painter, Chimabri, and a unique work of art. There are no others like it. Anyone who wanted a Chimaburi painting today was ready for anything, so obviously we knew that there was some potential beyond our estimation. And already at 10, 12 million euros, we were immensely happy. To finish at 24 million euros is more than we could have ever dreamed of. The driver of a refrigerated container truck in which the bodies of 39 people were discovered in southeast England is due to appear in court today charged with manslaughter. It's believed that most of those who died came from a single small part of Vietnam. An investigation has revealed that one of the world's biggest accountancy firms, EY, covered up evidence of smuggling by an organised crime gang that was laundering British drug money. A BBC programme, Panorama, and French media company, Premier Ligne, discovered that a crime gang sold over three and a half tonnes of gold to a large gold refinery in Dubai, some of which had been disguised as silver so it could be smuggled out of Morocco. Auditors at EY spotted the disguised gold in 2013 but failed to report it to the money laundering authorities and A compliance report to hide the crime. Both EY and the refinery deny any wrongdoing. To business, and HSBC says third quarter pre tax profit plunged 18% year on year to 4.8 billion US dollars, missing expectations. Reported revenue was down 3% to 13.4 billion dollars due to lower client activity in global markets and a strong third quarter last year but profit in Asia grew 4% thanks to a resilient performance from Hong Kong. Group Chief Executive Noel Quinn says although Asia held up well, the performance in continental Europe was not acceptable. Currencies now in the US dollar is trading at 108.76 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 4 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,890, 222 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $44 billion. And now with the sports, here's Adam Chung.
1: We start with baseball. The Houston Astros are one win away from another World Series title after beating the Nationals for the third straight game on the road in Washington. The Astros dominated Game 5 with the ball and the bat. Garrett Cole struck out 9 over 7 strong innings. Jordan Alvarez, Carlos Correa and George Springer each hit a home run as Houston won 7-1. The Nationals were in trouble even before the game started. Their scheduled starting pitcher Max Scherzer pulled out with back spasms. The eight-time All-Star was replaced by emergency starter Joe Ross, who gave up four runs over five innings in his first World Series appearance. RTHK's Ray Jovanovich believes the Astros now have a firm grip on the series as they take a 3-2 lead back home for Game 6.
2: Essentially, the script has been flipped. Games one and two were all about the Washington Nationals. They scored 17 runs. The Astros struggled with runners in scoring positions at home in both of those games. But in games three and four, it was the exact opposite. That flip of the script, the Nats struggled with runners in scoring position. Only managing two runs in the the game three and game four total, Astros pitching was phenomenal. What worked for Washington in Houston didn't work for them at home in D.C., and what didn't work for the astros at home it did work on the road in dc all momentum is back with the astros
1: to golf and a milestone victory for tiger woods the 43 year old has won the zozo championship in japan tying sam sneet's record of 82 pga tour titles Woods returned this morning to play the final seven holes in a tournament disrupted by bad weather. He scored a 3 under par 67 to beat local favorite Hideki Matsuyama by three shots. Next to football, Liverpool have restored their six-point lead in the English Premier League after beating Tottenham 2-1 at Anfield. Harry Kane scored in the first minute before Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson equalised shortly after halftime. Mo Salah scored from the penalty spot to give the Reds all three points. Henderson says Liverpool's resilience paid off. We've created some great chances, and to be fair to their keep, we made some top saves, you know. But we kept going, so that was really important for us, you know. And to be fair, we, we, went, we conceded early on, but the reaction was, was fantastic from the lads, and we kept going and deserved the three points in the end, I feel. Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial both scored and both missed a penalty in Manchester United's 3-1 win at Norwich. United's first win in the league away from home since February moves them up to seventh in the table. Arsenal blew a two-goal lead at home and had to settle for a 2-2 draw against Crystal Palace. Arsenal remain in fifth, four points outside the top four. And a finished one-all between Newcastle and Wolves. And that's your look at sports.
0: And to end the news, the top stories once again. A journalist group warns of increasing violence by police against frontline reporters. The retail sector says the slump is getting worse and job losses seem inevitable. And allies of Washington warn that the death of Islamic Islamic State's leader doesn't mean the group is defeated. The news from RTHK. This quarter's demand notes for rates and government rent have been posted. The rates concession of up to $1,500 has already been included, but is not applicable to government rent. Remember to pay by October 31st or you'll have to pay a surcharge. If you haven't received the demand note, please call the Rating and Valuation Department on 2152 Please also inform the department of any updates of payers' particulars, such as changes of property ownership, as soon as possible.
2: afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 123 Show this Monday afternoon with me, Karen Coe. I hope you had a great weekend. It's great to have your company this afternoon. A big thanks to Phil Whelan for the morning brew this morning. And on today's 123 Show, I guess the theme would be